Scarecrow. Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. I like how you say, it's a podcast. It, this thing you're listening to, it is a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a, it's a, it's, a podcast. It's a podcast. Hey. Oh. Let's Isn't go. life just one big podcast? I've often thought that, Cameron. I'm, I'm really glad I'm not the first person to think of that. Cameron, are you ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the Garth Brooks contractually obligated B-sides and cover songs extravaganza. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, all that considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it pretty well. Yeah. It, I, it's, it's, it's some good I, moments. I dare say it's stronger than some of his other albums, actually. Yeah, even though, definitely. Even though, like... <laughs> They quote an interview with him on Wikipedia, and he can't really seem to muster very much of enthusiasm for this album. He says, at the end of last year, I made a commitment to Capitol <laughs> Records that I would try to bring them one more album. This is the result of that effort. <laughs> and then he he tries to like spin it. He's like, a, a real labor of love that I'm proud to hold up next to all of our previous releases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, he I does mean, say, for the first time in my life, I think I made a happy album. I don't know if that's true, but mm. there's some happy Heavy songs. on steel guitars? What is he talking about? I don't know. This quote is really confusing. It's did very Did you write confusing. down this part? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's I heavy on steel it. guitars, but you're not aware of it in some places because the musicians are so good at what they do. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> They're so good that they can make their steel guitars sound not like steel guitars. They're platinum guitars. <laughs> Golden guitars. Uh, yes. Um, here's an interesting fact, Cameron. I had all these notes and all this preparation for this album to talk about it, and then iCloud just gobbled up all my notes, so I'm going to be flying by the seat of my pants. Fuck it, Ooh, we'll do it live. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> iCloud, gross! You actually use that? Oh yeah, well I did. I might stop <laughs> after it fucked me over like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you just use the Notes app in your like in your iPhone? Yeah. I mean, it's worked well for me in the past until now. Right. So, great job, Apple. Real bang up, bang up syncing job. You did it. You blew it. You blew it. All right. Um, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Um, what? That's the name of the. That's the name of this album for some reason. That is, that is the name of this album. I can't. Is that? I can't imagine why. Is that in any way, any way earned at all? Um. Ah, uh, I mean, we've often thought that that uh, we could while away the hours consulting with the flowers, or no, conferring Ooh. with the flowers, consulting with the rain. If only Garth had a brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's in a super creepy font, too. It's like the Blair Witch font or something like that. Oh, wait. Are you looking at the alternate cover or the... Oh, you're right. Holy at the crap. Other... It, has like, yeah. it literally has like an anarchist symbol as the A for Scarecrow. <laughs> Without the circle, yeah. <laughs> Scarecrow Anarchy, I think, was what it was originally called. 
Yeah, this just like really called it in on the title. And even the picture is just like a sepia tone, just like, okay, you're a, a pretend rodeo man. Yeah, it's pretty bland. Just like you're a pretend Australian and you're mm-hmm. pretend soul pretend, patch. pretend baseball player. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Can he be a real anything? Can he be a real boy? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about 2001? Did anything happen in 2001? I don't think uh, anything of note eh, happened during that eh. year. Um, a lot of people called 911. Yeah, there was that's, ambulances. That's, that's what I wrote down here. It just it kept saying 911. And I was like, I guess there's a lot of 911 calls. <laughs> Uh, very good jokes. Well, uh, some other crazy stuff. I remember, do you remember the anthrax scare? I do. That was crazy. And the DC snipers. Oh my God. I missed that. You, that was 2001. Uh, it was either that or early part of 2002. All right. It was crazy I didn't see shit. it in my skim of that one <laughs> website that I always look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember that. It, it's very well could have been 2002. But the anthrax was definitely 2001. I remember people were like all freaked out about like opening envelopes that weren't like labeled correctly because it might be full of anthrax. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what is that? Why is it's a that? band? Why would understand. you? I mean, <laughs> what you don't like their music? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Timothy McVeigh is executed for the Oklahoma City bombing. I don't remember that. Hmm. Uh, Wikipedia goes online. Oh, that's that's, that's something. Cool. That's good. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia uh, and right then now. I'm, looking and at then I added Scarecrow. one really weird, uh, shitty thing, which is uh, there's a football fan stampede in in Ghana at a football game, and it kills 126 people. <gasps> what? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That that's all I wrote down. I just wrote those nine one one. Timothy McVeigh, Anthrax, Wikipedia, and Ghana. I know there's a bunch of other stuff. There's, like, I think multiple spacecrafts and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. That's what I got. George W. Bush took office in 2001, January 20th. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I I saw something that he also refused to sign some sort of um, uh, global warming, climate change, like, agreement in Japan or something. Oh, I forget what it was. The Kyoto Protocol or whatever? That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, sounds like him. What yep. a great guy. Um, what, uh, Everyone loves him now. Yeah, which is not... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, He's such a cute, oh. harmless old man. Wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> he wouldn't invade two countries on trumped-up premises. No. That's an unfortunate word choice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that word's ruined. Yes, it really is. Um, I feel like we can't really talk about how 9-11 might have impacted Garth's music because this is right when... I mean, this this album was released in November 2001, so it was after after 9-11, but it's not like... I mean, he had already written and recorded the songs by the time it happened. I'm sure, yeah. And then he retires until 2014. So... right. I think other artists yeah. that we cover in the future, we might be able to talk about if there's a influence or or, uh, or ripples that we feel that come off of 9-11, but Garth, we don't yeah. get that. 
that, that that's strange. I didn't know that he took such a huge break. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's pretty strange because so part of the whole reason I was interested in talking about him was um, because of ideas that I developed about country music. Excuse me, that I developed about country music after. 2001 yeah when i started really being aware of um of uh xenophobia and right. islamophobia and, and there racism. was that whole like uh, thing with the dixie chicks too what do they do i don't remember uh i don't did they, know did they hate on garth <laughs> no they they said something that was too progressive i think and they got like basically blackballed oh crazy um too progressive too controversy Oh, yeah. They didn't like the fact that the United States was just going to invade Iraq for no reason. Right. <laughs> At a concert in England, one of the one of the singers said, just so you know, we're on the good side with y'all. We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. Yeah. Whoa. And controversy erupted. Yeah. Yeah. Co- media commentators claim that she should not criticize Bush on foreign soil. Hmm. Hmm. And then there was a huge boycott uh, of the Dixie Chicks' music. Oh, it okay. would have been interesting to see to, to see what he does. I mean, you know, maybe if Garth keeps making albums, maybe we'll get to see what he does in like Trump America. Um, I mean, yeah. we'll see what Gunslinger is. Like, I don't know if that was written uh, mm. during the election process, the election That's or a good not. Question. It was released, yeah. uh, let's see, it was released in November 2016. Hmm. Hmm. So it's possible that something of November the November 9th. <laughs> we gotta start talking about these songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, um, this, this is like a, it was like a 50 minute, right? 50 minute album or something? It was a, a little longer. on the longer side for Garth. Yeah. I long I, I I pine for the days when Garth would release a thirty-six oh, minute album. So painless. Yeah. Yeah. I, just I mean, I'm to glad I'm go. glad he's back. I missed him compared to Chris Gaines. I think. Yeah, totally. That wasn't as fun as I hoped it would be. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one last thing: this album still went five times platinum. Mm. It sold better than Chris Gaines' album, and it's like Get I said, it. the last album before his hiatus. Uh, oh, the reason he wanted to do his hiatus is he he said he wasn't going to release any new music until his was it his youngest daughter, uh, one of his daughters graduated high school, huh? And he mo I mean he didn't release a new album. He released a few songs here or there, um, in the meantime, but not an entire new album until 2014. Man, yeah. can you imagine taking that long of a sabbatical? That's insane. Yeah, I mean I'm sure he had the money. But yeah, I mean, I I just really wonder like what his days looked like. Did he just like yeah take his daughter to school and then just sit around watch TV all day or something? Like, <laughs> what, what do you what does he do? Yeah, like you could do so much in that time. There's almost nothing you're on not Wikipedia. Working. Huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into these songs. You want to talk about why ain't I running? Oh, why ain't I running? Why ain't I going? How does she hold me without holding on? 
So Garth spends the night with a lady. Uh, and in the morning, when he wakes up, he finds himself resisting his usual pattern of just sort of peacing out before she wakes up. Um, and he spends the rest of the song examining himself. Um, here's the chorus. Why ain't I running? Why ain't I gone? How does she hold me without holding on? In love or a fight, she's stronger than strong. Something's not right if there ain't nothing wrong. Huh. It's got me wondering, why ain't I running? Why ain't I gone? So he's he's feeling compelled to stick around and to be more engaged than he normally is and not just use this woman uh, for sex. Is this so, a, after a one-night uh, stand, do you think? Yeah, I, I was trying to figure it out. It, it seems that way. I guess it hypothetically could be, it could be like a a dating relationship, though, because he kind of implies that it's a little more serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it's like they're in the early stages of dating, and he's like, you know what? Like maybe this is more serious than I thought. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, they've never built a wall that high or made a chain that strong. And God ain't never made a place I felt like I belong. God shows up a lot in this album. Yeah. This album is, once again, lousy Lousy with God. God. (laughs) That's the name of his autobiography. That should be his next album, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought, well, I just said I'm glad Garth's back, but this... Sounds suspiciously like a Chris Gaines song that was uh-huh. cut from the Gaines album. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. there's a little bit of like a countrified tinge to the music, but there's a very like Bruce Springsteen vibe in the songwriting, uh, a very like crunchy rhythm guitar that sounded very much like rock music. Um, yeah, fair so. amount of rock and roll in this album. Yeah, for sure. This, um, I mean, it's it really does feel like a B sides album, and there are four or five covers. Hmm. So, contractually yeah. obligated. Right. I don't have that much to say about the song. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that he's saying that this is the point of the song. Usually he's writing songs about like, oh, I'm so fickle. Um, but mm-hmm. I like this. I, I kind of like the character. Appreciate the character in the song. That's like, hey, I, uh, I, I'm feeling... Um, something deeper and I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> like scared. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. especially kind of appreciate the, like something's not right if there ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. I, I think really miss those like little lyrical, uh, yeah. twists and plays and just like yeah. fun little moments. There's there, some good there ones were, like, in here. Almost none of those with Chris Gaines. Yeah. Yeah. H- how does she hold me without holding on? It sounds like she's not very possessive. Um, yeah. but he feels held. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, very interesting, interesting Garth. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a bad song. Um, the next no. one, the next one. Oh yeah. man. Now Garth's really back. Mother truckers. We got country vocals, we got country instrumentation, we got some pandering lyrics, we got puns that entire songs are built around, we got even Uh low singing, we got everything. And this song is called Beer Run, and in parentheses, 
double B double E R U N. No, it's B double E double. Oh, so, damn it. <laughs> what did I say? So it's B double E. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I think hold I said on. double B double E. I told you it's my a, notes got wiped out, okay? I'm going to use that excuse a, a lot. It's a Bieber run. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Belieber run. Too late um, to say sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So this is a duet with a man named George Jones, who is an old school country singer that yeah. is apparently extremely well regarded. Um, and it's about these pals who live in a dry county, and they have to drive somewhere else to go on a titular beer run. Yeah. Um, they drive kind of irresponsibly. They they cram seven people in a pickup truck, yeah. and then they they cruise ninety miles an hour toward the county line. Yeah. Um. So it's it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a fun song. I I like it. It's it's just like uh, that that whole pun. The B double E double R U N. Are you in of, for a beer run? Yeah, exactly. It, because in many American accents, are you in? Uh, sounds a lot like R U N, which is how you spell the word "run." Yes, um, I think that's a feature of like some Southern accents, some Midwestern accents. Uh, people who ask for a, a pin to write down something, right? Um, that's the those are vowels that are still distinct in our Western accents. You and I, or TV accents. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, George Jones, who Garth does a duet with. He has struggled with alcoholism throughout his life. And uh, that's what I've fact, heard. It almost, almost killed him and almost killed his career back in the 80s. So yeah. I don't know. How, it makes me feel a little squeamish that he's you know, singing a song about a beer run with Garth. Boy, his singing sure is delightful. I love his singing in this. It's, it's great. fantastic. It's like kind of reedy, but he gets some super low notes, too. Um, yeah. But uh, I love I love the line my my buddies and their babies letting down their hair. <laughs> my buddies and their babies letting down their hair. As long as we're together, it don't matter where. Ain't got a lot of money, but we just don't care. Knowing that the fun is in the getting there. <laughs> I love. The, now, I does just that love mean the... actual infants, or does that mean their significant others? <laughs> They're long-haired babies. <laughs> 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 they could be wearing wigs, baby wigs. Cameron, Cameron, babywigs.com. It's our, it's our new billion dollar entrepreneurship idea. Oh Let boy. Me, okay, I'm going to go see if. I'm I gonna, guess I'll get this one. You, you talk a bit. You talk a bit. Uh, you take over. I'm going to see if babywigs.com is available to buy. Yeah. Uh, what is it with so us as babies, Cameron? <laughs> My buddies and the babies. I just love the bounciness <laughs> of that line. It's just just on a on a yeah. sonic level. I just appreciate it. Um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's delightful. My bubbies and my boobies. My bouncies and my boobies letting their hair down. Oh man, babywigs.com is not available for purchase. But I could get babywigs.org. Oh my god, it's a little better. Can you get baby.org? Well uh, Cowboybaby.org. <laughs> uh, um, so here's a good bridge musically and, and lyrically. Uh, I can't stop thinking what the hell they were drinking when they made this county dry. That's pretty good. I appreciate that. Is that what the lyrics are? I thought I thought it was what the hell they were 
thinking? No, I think. Oh it's... no, you're right. That's way better than what I thought it was. That's it's great. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, well done, you guys. Whoever yeah. wrote the this song. So I I like that pretty well. Um, laughing and a bragging and a carrying on. We loaded up the wagons and we headed home. I guess half a dozen cases doesn't last that long. Come tomorrow morning and it'll all be gone. And it's turn around, leave town, sound again like a double... Sorry, fuck. <laughs> B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Double-B-double-E-double-R-W-W-N. <laughs> so, so this song, it starts with this... Um, it's almost... Is it supposed to be like a Ladysmith Black Mombazo style thing? Because whoever sings it goes, B double E double R U N hum. B double E double R U N hum. That's Garth. And yeah. I don't know. Is that like a th- point? Is that a thing that only lady smith black bombazo does and then every and then it gets used in commercials and then people make fun of it is that what that is that what's going on i have no idea you're probably right right. should we move on to wrapped up in you yeah tell me about wrapped up in you melody baby completely wrapped up in you how do i need you what can't you just wrapped up in a little blanket made out of a person. <laughs> Just all like cozy. pigs and blankets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, ooh, here's what I wrote for a uh, synopsis. Garth is generally, apparently I did not save that <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> What's the song he's, again? <laughs> he is generally. I, I would I would agree with that. He's, he's generally. <laughs> if he's anything. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I I think this is just a, a generic love song. I mean, I think that's basically what's what's going on here. He's 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 uh, preoccupied with thinking about this person. Uh, he makes some, you know, little similes like "I love you" like a lyric, "Love a melody," eh. mm. like yeah. a penny needs a wishing well. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Mm. Does <laughs> I, a penny if need anything, a I, well? if anything, I would say that the wishing well needs pennies. Yeah. I mean, a penny is legal tender on its own. It's tenderly legal. Yeah. Uh, How do I love you? Well, count the ways. There ain't a number high enough to... There, there ain't a Shout out to Elizabeth Barrett Browning. (laughs) Where are my sonnets from the Portuguese at? Is that where that's from? I kind of just assumed that was a Shakespearean thing. No. Oh, it's it's Lizzie. Lizzie Beebe. Hmm. Uh, but then he finishes it with, there ain't a number high enough t- to end this phrase. Mm. Mm, very <laughs> Calm <meta>. down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good rhyme. But uh, it's, a pre- it's pretty catchy. It feels very much like, um, I don't know, like it could be, it feels more of the times of like Chris Gaines, like more derivative in a way that Chris Gaines would be. Because yeah. to, me, to me, it sounds like... Um, Except for the harmonica and the fiddle, it sounds like a, a Harvey Danger song. You ever listen to Harvey Danger? I listened to the the one, the flagpole sitter song. I mean, yeah, it sounds like flagpole sitter. Uh, 
um, to me, especially mm. the ba ba ba. Isn't there a ba 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 in flagpole sitta? You're thinking of Hanson, I think. Okay. <laughs> or no, uh, maybe maybe you're thinking of uh, the McDonald's jingle. I'm thinking of Barbara Ann. <laughs> ba da ba ba ba. I'm enjoying it. Ba were lambs. Do you remember that apologetics song? <laughs> oh, don't don't you dare bring up apologetics to me ever again. How dare you? Oh boy. Um, I think I'm about to a- cut that from from our episode. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so oh, there's Jesus. there's some really good um, contrapuntal singing uh, that often doesn't doesn't show up um, in in a very layered way. Uh, it's at the very end. How do I love you? Well, don't you know? And then, baby, don't you know? Is in the background vocals. It sounds pretty cool. Like a really, mm. the lyrics are over the top of the other lyrics in a way that's like, you know, he let he usually doesn't let his food touch. It's you know, it's either like a <laughs> <laughs> doesn't let him touch. Don't get in the way of Garth's voice. Um, but, you got uh, chocolate in my peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got counterpoint in my melody. <laughs> um, um, it's interesting you say this. This sounds like a, an outtake from Chris Gaines because I was going to say this is very boy band songwriting. Mm. It's got like some harmonica and fiddle in the instrumentation, but right the the whole like melody and structure of it sounded very boy band to me. It it said I really got like an alt rock kind of feel to it. So I don't know why you're saying boy band. Which boy band are you huh. thinking of when you say boy band? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Defend um, it's yourself. Not, it's not like <laughs> boy bands didn't try to dabble with some of that stuff. It was that was big yeah, money back right. then. Uh, and and maybe if I'm feeling uncharitable, I could describe Harvey Danger as a alt rock boy band. Mm, is that unfair? I, think, I know nothing I think, about them. I think that is uncharitable. <laughs> but is it? But is it accurate? Is the question? Well, I don't think it's accurate. Is what I actually mean. Okay. I listened well, to them a lot. I didn't listen to that album, but in high school, uh, I listened to one of their albums a lot. And I don't know. I'd probably think it's a little pretentious now, but like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot at the time. You know, it, John Roderick was in that band. Who? John Roderick of the Long oh, Winters. Of the Long Winters. It's a departure <laughs> off, yeah. off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." No, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he played keyboard. Uh, the fiddle and harmonica chuckas, it's like they're mostly doing rhythm the whole time and it's pretty yeah. cute and I like it really yeah. well. It's good yeah, sounding fiddle, good. which yeah. I always forget that is possible in Gartha albums. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yep. I like the, I like the music pretty well actually. So, uh, the, the lyrics are, I profoundly don't care about them. Yeah. But, um, there's some cute harmonies. Okay. But uh, yeah. the the chord progression is like, yeah, kind of alt rock. Um, so, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. I don't have anything else to say about it. The next one is called The Storm, and it's a sequel to Thunder Rolls. Down, down, down. Drowning in emotion, and she cannot reach the shore. She's alive. But can she survive the storm? 
which thunder rolls though? That's the question. What do you What do you mean? Well, there's two thunder rolls. There's murder oh, thunder the rolls. Oh, uh, the one with the third verse, or the one where the third verse is cut. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's not, it. I think it's uh, it's retconned enough that it could work with either one of them. <laughs> I like the idea of her like uh, disposing. Well, <laughs> so I'll let you. I'll let you. It's gonna get describe dark. what happens in the song, <clears throat> and then okay, maybe well, I'll say what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, this is another song where a storm is a very literalized metaphor for strong emotions, and it involves yeah. a woman sitting in the wreckage of a failed relationship, and it's literal wreckage of the relationship, including like broken pictures and broken glass and photographs and a uh, broken jewel box dancer, um, and. For I, for a minute, I thought like, oh, did that mean like her ad, her ex smashed a bunch of stuff as the relationship ended? But now I'm thinking that maybe it's because she put a bunch of bullet holes on the wall while she was yeah, shooting maybe. at her cheating husband. <laughs> and then she, I'm setting you up. Come on, what, what were you gonna say? That's uh, called a fucking segue. Come on, keep up. Sorry, there's a delay. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay. uh, yeah, and then and then she disposes of the body <laughs> and that's a, <laughs> i mean the memories <laughs> very good very yeah. very good uh down the garbage disposal i don't know something yeah <laughs> um the piano sounds bad in this song yeah it's a pretty studio piano i like the i like the content i like the vocabulary of the piano i like that the piano mm. hook is the verse melody um mm-hmm. that garth sings and I like the melody. It's kind of a new melodic rhythm for Garf. Uh, it's syncopated in kind of interesting way. And I think the words work really well with the syncopation. So mm-hmm. for for the most part. Um, so I kind of like yeah. that. But yeah, the actual tone of the piano. I, I mostly like tune that out. It's so hard to get like good piano sound, I guess, mm. or something. He's, he's done it before, though. Yeah, sometimes it's really few and far between in these yeah. albums. It, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you, I, I think it has something to do with like how big a piano is, and like if you really, if you compress a piano sound at all and make it not sound like it's in a room, it just starts sounding fake really quickly. I, I think. think you might be right. Yeah, I think uh, for best results, you want to get a studio that has a piano in it the size of a football field. Uh, anything <laughs> smaller than that, it just like sounds like a little MIDI keyboard. Yeah. That's what you meant by big, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some not bad lyrics. Uh, I like the moment where some days, days just roll on by without a great cloud in too. the sky. She keeps telling herself, I will make it on my own. And her friends, they've all gone back to their lives thinking she will be all right. I thought that yeah. was kind of an interesting like little moment to highlight. Um, the yeah. The fact that they, they think that she's going to be fine, and so they sort of start... Ign- ignoring her or not calling as often yeah um i would have liked this song a lot more if she was just picking up uh, clown paraphernalia and throwing it out <laughs> <laughs> for those for those of you who, who don't quite remember our episodes as well as we do and this was what like eight weeks ago yeah we we had a whole long series of jokes about how it sounded like uh oh fuck there was something about oh her faded flannel clown suit. Yeah, they're rodeo clowns. 
the rodeo clowns from the song yeah. uh, the thunder rolls yeah 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 eh. okay uh talk 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 to me tell me about thicker than blood what is Ooh. thicker than blood Ooh, thick, i mean thicker <laughs> you know you know that thick. Ooh, thick I don't something that gets love. thicker with blood. <laughs> family was a family the same, and they say blood is thicker than water. Oh, but love is thicker than blood. Rick out on the He's talking about that thick, fat love. Mmm. <laughs> <That>, yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a story. I, of a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely girls. Yeah. All of them with hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls, of course. And then he, uh, here's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four men living all together, yet they were all alone. Yeah. Till the one day when this lady met this fellow. All right. And they knew it was much more than <laughs> Do the whole thing. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> Somehow form a family. That's the way we all became the bratty bunch. (laughs) Um, Right? uh, Yeah, they Brady Bunch in the first verse of this. And then they say, yeah, love is thicker than blood. Um, Our family never shared the same last name, but our family was a family the same. Um, So just a couple... This will come up later, but um, it says she's born in Kansas City, raised in Arkansas, and she fell in love with an ex-Marine, and then they Brady Bunch. Um, yeah, she already had and, three babies. He had one yeah. of his own. They came together. And they made Garth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he yes. murders her with a truck. Um, oh, is that how, how the person died? Yeah. Uh, blood is... Uh, and then, oh, maybe that's what... <laughs> This next verse is about because I, I was I was having trouble making sense of it. So basically, ah. they're saying blood is thicker than water, um, but love is thicker than blood. Okay, I get it because they're like a mixed family of you know they're um, a Frankenstein Brady Bunch family, um, <laughs> all sewn together in a grotesque, unnatural way. Just kidding. Well, um, that sounds more like a human centipede than Frankenstein. <laughs> Jesus. Um, So the second verse gets really strange. It feels non sequitur to me. If you think that it's not, I would love for you to enlighten me. But I'm just going to read the lyrics here. Wreck out on the highway, rain falling down. Lord, he must have fell asleep at the wheel. There's a number of people just standing around. Lord, I can't condemn the fear that they feel. For that river of red could be the death of me. God, give me strength. Uh, keep reminding me that blood is thicker than water. Oh, but love is thicker than blood. So, like, for I don't know why it goes. I don't know why this happens. Why is there a wreck on the highway? Um. Well, he he never hit the brakes, and he was shifting gears. Okay. <laughs> uh, driving it right into a motel. No, I think I think it's just a, a an accident, and it it's weird that. Mm, it switches to a first person and I can't tell if, if it's meant to be from her viewpoint or if it's an entirely different story or what. Yeah. And I don't know what it has to do with, um, blood and love and water. 
Well, he's he's bleeding, and that's the blood, and it's the that's the blood, and then there's the love is thicker than that blood that he's dying from that's bleeding out. Why? It doesn't. I didn't say it made sense. It's okay. just that's what he's. <laughs> she's trying to make that connection. All right, and then and then there's the chorus, um, or a bridge. I guess you. I don't know what it is. Uh, if blood is thicker than water. Then what are we fighting for? We're all sons and daughters of something that means so much more. And so then he's like kind of um, chopping, chopping and screwing uh, this, <laughs> this idiom again. And he's saying, but we are blood metaphorically because we're all, um, uh, I guess, God's children or something. Yeah. Um, um, interestingly enough, Cameron, you bring that up chopping and screwing uh there's been i i've seen in in several instances some people on the internet love to play the turns out game where they want to correct people about this phrase i don't know if, if you've seen this but they they try to like point out or they, they try to correct people and say that the original phrase is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb which would have the opposite meaning of how people conventionally understand it as in oh you know people you make friendships with or contracts with that like bond blood is oaths yeah yeah essentially blood Jesus. oaths are are a, a greater bond than just people you happen to be related to but huh. there's no historical evidence for that at all and the historical um instances that we do see support the conventional understanding of the phrase so a little bit hmm. of trivia there yeah but what is like what is water in in the conventional idiom what does water represent? Um, uh, eh, hmm. Pee. <laughs> Pee. Making water. I don't know. That's a good. Uh, I never thought of it. It 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 doesn't like actually represent anything really. Yeah, it seems more flippant without that other. Yeah. With, without assigning a metaphorical value to eat to blood and to water. Right. But what is but what is love in this metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> that's the question uh i could show you a, a nice thick love um yeah talk about that thick fat love <laughs> oh god my love is um, fully engorged <laughs> it's very blood. thick um i i appreciate that garth is actually expressing something that feels close to uh something jesus would say he says how in God's name we love thy neighbor with fists in our hands and kill each other when we just don't agree. Yeah. Um, sure. But the cynic in me really wonders if he would have written the same thing or had it written for him if this song had been written and recorded after 9-11. Right. If, if that would have changed his uh, stance on violence. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, what do the Dixie Chicks think? Yeah. <laughs> what would Dixie Chicks do? <laughs> uh, I kind of like this this line, why can't we see the walls we can't see through? Hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, the idea that we have these blind spots that are like, I, maybe this isn't actually interesting, and maybe it's just sort of a lyrical device that doesn't have any actual metaphorical value, but... The idea is that there's, there's like these unknown unknowns, these blind spots that are behind oh other God. blind spots. <laughs> you know, right, Karl Rove. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Love is thicker than blood. Yeah. All right. Well, more viscous. Yeah. So moving from love oh, wait, to wait, wait, money. But, but re- oh, real quick though, more? I'm sorry. Uh, I there's a so this song. I think the ultimate kind of like proof that this song doesn't mean anything <laughs> is uh, uh-huh. it ends on on the first couple lines, um, and it has no reason to. And the first couple lines are: She was born in Kansas City, raised in Arkansas. She fell in love with an ex marine. That's the last oh, line of that's it. That's right. And it's a what? bad ending. It's really Why dumb. Why does it do that? It's just like a little tag, but it's it's just such a meaningless thing to tag on. Man, that sucks. There's some very good examples of repetition on this album, or at least one that I'm thinking of in a few songs. So why did he have such a bad one? I think it's just a, f- a form trope, and it just happened to like not work out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, next song is called Big Money. He said it pays big money. Man, I'm in that. It pays big money. You're willing to take a chance. Let me tell you something. Oh, I love this song. (laughs) You do? This is is the first cover, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a, a tragedy about how the American worker has to gamble their safety to earn a living, or at least to earn a little extra money. Yeah. And it pays big money to risk your life. And there are two stories of Garth's relatives who risk their lives only to die. And the chorus has the repeating lines, it pays big money, but he sure can't spend it now. Although yeah. Garth pronounces it, sure can't spend it now. And then... It ends up, the moral is that Garth recommends having rich and reckless relatives. Or he says, it pays big money having foolish kin. It pays big money. Guess I owe it all to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, I like I like that they introduce my older brother Tommy, and, and, and you don't realize that he's dead until the very end of the chorus he sure can't spend it now they really make you wait for that um yeah. ki- kind of similar to um uh mom's in the screaming. graveyard papa's in the pen oh like oh, yeah that too you don't realize that like uh, a death has happened until the very end of the chorus the first chorus and it's like oh it's sort of like a twist um do you think uh do you think tommy loves meow <laughs> Uh, uh, I would love to ask Tommy someday in <laughs> in heaven. In heaven, <laughs> <laughs> all our questions will be answered. <laughs> Who loves me? <Yeah>. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like our old, That's like our number one meme, by the way. Like everyone who li- <laughs> who I know that listens to the show is it's just <laughs> every once in a while comes to up to me and goes, "Mama loves me." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I love it. Oh man. Uh yeah. so the way speaking he of, sings speaking of weird ways to pronounce things, uh I like that Garth pronounces uh it talks about his older brother Tommy. His job was hanging hot wires on them highline power poles, but the way he pronounces it, it becomes a single syllable on them highline power poles. His job was hanging hot wires on them highline power poles. Every morning yeah, I like that too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cute. He's really, he's really uh, kind of leaning into that 
affectation. Yeah. Which I, I like it. I missed it. I I also like the, the, the twist in this song of like <laughs> put you in their will. I didn't think that's where it was going. I thought it was going to I thought it was gonna be a song just like without a some sort of punchline. And I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. the punchline and uh it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's it's pretty dark and it um, especially like he's just like having foolish kid like good riddance to those idiots give me their money <laughs> uh, but there's some funny lines too like he carried a case of dynamite seemed everywhere he went <laughs> seems, seems irresponsible so endangering dumb. your life and everyone else's lives <laughs> yeah I don't really like hanging out with Uncle Charlie oh how come well uh, I don't want to die <laughs> i want his money that's why yeah yeah um tell me tell me about the music of this song is this okay i don't actually know what a honky tonk two-step is it's something you've mentioned um Mm. and i'm wondering if it's that is that what this is because i feel like it has a very strong like one two beat um i don't really remember (laughs) i can pull it up if you want (laughs) great nah (laughs) let's just move on to the next song okay because this one spoiler alert this is the most bonerific garth song to date (laughs) and it's called squeeze me in It's a song about uh, Squeeze-Its. Do you remember Squeeze-Its? Oh my god, I do. <laughs> for those, for, uh, for all of our um, like younger millennials in our <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> Wait, do squ- they not make them anymore? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I haven't seen one in a long time. But well, squ- you're also not going to like elementary school soccer matches. I mean, that I know of. I teach I teach kids though and they like bring in garbage sugar drinks all the time and I don't uh-huh. see I don't see any squeezes. <gasps> so Cameron, guess what? It was actually they stopped making it in the middle of two thousand one. Oh my god. The terrorist uh, 9/11 won. <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> no they, they hate us because of our squeezes. <laughs> <laughs> our squeezums. They Oh uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So squeeze its are it, it's like a wacky, horrifying face that's molded onto this like super malleable plastic bottle, um, and it has and you this have one to... zit that you squeeze and juice comes out of it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you have to rip the top off of it, and you can't like put it back on, and uh, it's full mm-hmm. of just like straight up uh, HFCS. So yep. Yeah, but I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> well obviously yeah yeah squeeze me in let's talk about garth for a minute so um garth's uh honey uh she's she's too busy um to fuck and yep. that's that's basically it um i know you're really busy you got a lot of important stuff to do uh but i've got a hunch if we can just do lunch i can get your attention again what speaking of getting your attention yeah, sorry. I thought I put this. I thought I. Are you trying this. to squeeze someone else in, Cameron? Yeah. 
During the uh, podcast? Here we go. I mean, I'm always into that if at least you like... let me listen or watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, you yeah. know we have too many latency progr- problems with the video. <sighs> Not with that attitude. Um, uh, you got me working around the clock. So he he's just uh, he's juxtaposing um, her work schedule and the amount of work that he has to put in to try to get laid, um, which is kind of funny, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's all right. I know time is money, but there's more to life, honey, uh, than how much you can spend. You got to make a little time for the good times. Honey, can you squeeze me in? You. Mm, <laughs> yes. Also, AZ Lyrics is missing some lyrics at the end of the first verse where Garth talks about her schedule and how she's keeping it tight. Really? So you... Yeah. Huh. It's not there. See? Interesting. That's... Yeah. See, I made... I thought that I made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, okay. but it, it's also in the song. All right. <laughs> you're not original. How dare you think All you're right. original? So, um... Then uh, Trisha Yearwood comes in, and uh, I got it circled in red on the calendar, baby. Yeah, you told me that tonight's the night, uh, so she's prepared this romantic evening. Uh, I try to get you on the phone. I get stuck on hold. I guess you've been sidetracked. I've been faxing you love notes all day long, but you don't ever fax me back. Faxes. Uh, Remember those? Faxes. <laughs> um, it's a fax appeal. Mm, nope. Mm-hmm. Death and faxes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I think, and then she sings the squeeze me in, which I think is pretty funny that I she mean, also gets to use that. Yeah. I mean, let's not be judgmental if they're into pegging or whatever. Like, you know, go for it. You two, you two crazy kids, you and your yeah. adulterous, uh, <laughs> adulterous flirtations via song duets. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think this is this album came out the month after Garth had his final divorce from his first wife. Yeah. I don't know Trisha Yearwood's story. What do you mean by his final divorce from his what? first wife? It's the final divorce. Uh, no, they they had announced it like a year and a half earlier, and it was it was ah. finalized in October 2000, gotcha. I think. Or two, was it 2000 or 2001? Either way, he was divorced by this time. Yeah. So I don't it's know. Like if now he we can and talk about pegging all we yet. want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's non-adulterous pegging. Dot yeah. org. Um, <laughs> there's a real Blues Brothers vibe to this music. I don't know anything about Blues Brothers. Oh well, there you go. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, it's not bad. I mean. It's it's kind of hard to to know how self-aware they're being with their white people appropriation stuff if it's mm. if it's like sincere or if it, they're actually like making fun of appropriation or what. It's a little hard to understand. Oh, um, the Blues Brothers. Gotcha. Yeah, no not, not this song, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay. You say they're they're appropriating uh white music because they're appropriating Blues Brothers music. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. How dare they? Um, (sighs) Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about this song. Mr. Midnight. Mr. Uh, Midnight. I'm Mr. Midnight alone and blue Broken hearted car 
So, do you remember, uh, for all of our, our super fans out there, remember a few episodes ago when Cameron predicted that Garth would sing a song about songs about breaking up? Yeah. Well, here it is. Yeah. Finally. He, he finally, I'm like, a pre-cog. really goes... Yeah, you're a pre-cog. He, he finally, like, really goes whole hog, all in on this one song. Um, and hopefully that means he gets us out of, out of his system. Because this is about a radio DJ that people call into, and they ask him to play a sad song to commiserate with after their breakups, etc. And then, smash cut in a twist worthy of the Pina Colada song. His ex <laughs> calls in and says... Could you tell him that I love him and I wish things could be the same? <laughs> and that's really sweet. But then someone else talks to her and it's not clear what the hell is happening. Is it her new boy toy? Was it all a hallucination? Do I care <laughs> at all? Because Garth says, then a voice I never knew said, honey, who are you talking to? What did you, what did you think? I don't think it was supposed to be a twist because in the second verse... Basically, she calls and um, makes the uh, request, and I guess she doesn't know that he's Mr. Midnight, so she makes the request, you know, and sends it out to Garf, not Mm -hmm. knowing that she's talking to Garf, and then um, on the other end of the line, her her new—so I'm guessing she's an ex— yeah, I mean, that that much is clear. But the very last, okay. like, truncated verse says, yeah. Imagine my surprise when she spoke my name. She said, Could you tell him that I love him and I wish things could be the same? Then a voice I never knew said, Honey, who you talking to? So... I think it's I mean, just, just saying that, like, she's tried to move on, but, you know, mm-hmm. p- people are, like, stuck in their nostalgic doldrums. Mm-hmm. Romantic okay. doldrums. So, yeah. yeah, it does seem odd that she thinks she could get away with it by calling it up and saying all these words about how she misses him and wishes things could be the same and literally says his name. Yeah. And then thinks that she can get away with it. Uh, and then the new guy's just like staring at her. Yeah. I, I imagine him just like <laughs> staring weird. at her, listening to every word she says, just like with the what the fuck expression on his face. Then he's like. Who are you talking to? <laughs> What's going on? Uh. Yeah. So that makes the song more interesting. Um, oh, this is the song that has the really good repetition that I was uh, referencing earlier. So in the first verse, he's laying out what his profession is as Mr. Midnight. says, they call me at the all-night station, make their special dedications, and I do my best to play their request when it's a desperate situation, this was a desperate situation. I thought that was pretty good. Why does he do that? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, what, what do you mean? What do you not get? Why does he say it again? <laughs> uh, so it moves from the general to the specific. Um, okay. Well, it, it goes from specific to general, then back to specific because he starts with "rain on the roof and time on my hands." Uh, it sure seemed quiet out there in Radio Land. So that's a that's like a one specific instance. And then he moves into the general to say, they call me at the all-night station making their special dedications. And he uses the repetition to move it back into the specific of this one grounded time and place. Right. And I like that. And it also emphasizes how desperate he thinks the situation is. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it- that's pretty effective. <laughs> well... 
It is to him because he's Mr. Moo, Moo Midnight alone in blue. Mr. Moo Moo Midnight is what you said. <laughs> Get off my jock. Uh, I, um, I will not. <laughs> You're old jock jockey. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have to say about this song is that it's anachronistic, even in 2001. Because of a fun little piece of legislation called the Telecommunications Act of 1996, hmm. passed by a Republican Congress and signed into law by one Billiam Clinton, this is <laughs> the <laughs> this is a deregulation law or uh, act that allows companies like Clear Channel to start buying up local stations, and they start just like amassing these massive networks of stations and firing all the local DJs and announcers right. and radio shows. And so they set up these centrally decided playlists that they just like pump out radio stations cross, across the entire country. So mm. hooray. Yeah. yeah. This is sort of a, a dying, dying, uh, profession even in 2001. Yeah. Do you ever listen to Gustav and Daria? No, what is that? Who? Are a those, nine, a not, that? Did you ever? Did you ever listen to ninety four seven NRK? No, we had a different uh, radio station down in Eugene. Oh, we had that New Rock ninety seven nine the Q. <laughs> the Q. Yeah, well, the call the call sign was KNRQ. Uh, that was the closest they could get to rock. <laughs> NRQ uh, New Rock. There's this guy on uh, NRK. They did like alt rock stuff. Uh, ostensibly but they also played like a bunch of regina specter and yeah anyway but they uh there's this guy uh named marconi who got fired um he had like Ennio a marconi yeah it was morricone the <laughs> the the composer of spaghetti westerns wah, wah, wah. um no it was, his name was marconi and he did like a drive time just like schlock uh uh, talk show Colin talk show and uh, he got fired Schlock because because he played the um, he played a video so like audio was coming through of like some sort of beheading <laughs> that happened to like a journalist or something fuck wait Daniel Pearl it might have been that yeah. oh my god so he played Ugh. that and then he got fired and then he uh, got hired by the uh, the rival station in Portland that what the fuck? that he always Why made that he that always happen? made fun of. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Why did any of those things happen? I don't know. What does it mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's <just> radio wars. Oh, <laughs> uh. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, next song, pushing up daisies. There's two legs, time and they'll car on the snow. Everyone knows what they need and What's more important is the time that is known That little dash there in between Tell me about it. Uh, I, once again, I'm not, I'm not really sure what this song is about. I mean, the chorus is bas- basically just talks about life's impermanence. Um... There's two dates in time that they'll carve on your stone and everyone knows what they mean. What's more important is the time that is known in that little dash there in between that little dash in there between little dabble. Do you, um, 
and the Abbott uh, Abadoo. Um, yeah, so just like how short life is, and um, but then the rest of the song is kind of meander. It feels like it's kind of meandering to me, uh, yeah. and it seems like Garth is talking about sort of his emotional fragility um, mm-hmm. for some reason, and then somehow. He, I guess maybe he has like a near death experience. Yeah, he um, does. And uh, yeah, I don't know what it has to do with anything because he's talking about. Um, sometimes I tell you the way that I feel. I swear that I'm going crazy. Keep telling myself mm-hmm. it ain't that big deal. It's better than pushing up daisies. Um, I guess so maybe being in, this, in this relationship is better than being dead. I guess. Yeah, That's as good as he I, can say I about guess, it. Maybe if he literally, because then he said, I felt the arrow from death's fatal quiver come so close. It actually grazed me, et cetera. If maybe in this song, if he actually had a near death experience, maybe that is put into perspective some of his relationships and like the triviality of his um, emotional fragility. Yeah. Uh, He shouldn't have spent so much time down at the archery range. Right. (laughs) Um, And uh, swashbuckling. So I draw my sword for to fight my love. Oh but, God! Yeah, I hate those lyrics. Doesn't he do that in the Irish, in the Ireland yeah, song? Did, I mean, so, uh, some of these dumb songs, he's like buckling swashes left and right. <laughs> oh, here we go, and you're buckled. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tightened up like a button. Just cute yeah. like a button. Uh. I draw, so I draw my sword for to fight for my love, but without a whisper, she slays me. I don't know what I don't know what this means. So is he fighting her? I my, guess he says fight for F- fighting for to. her, but but then she slays him. It doesn't. Okay, well this is this is a, a cover, and it it's not a great song. No. Um. Yeah. I I do like the conceit of that little dash there in between. I do think yeah, that's kind of. Effective. I do like that. Yeah. Once I figured I like out the, what was going I on. I like the music, I think, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, I like it's got that like part. a very like lilting like uh like hammock swing. Oh yeah, the, it's in like six yeah. eight time, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a little waltzy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what the hell is up with the line as true as a dove? In what sense is a dove as a dove true, Cameron? What do you Doves think? Doves biologically can't lie. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> they can't knew. talk. So so when they when they say they're never lying, that's always right. the truth. <laughs> always. <laughs> I never knew that was true. You never you never see smack. a you never see a, a dove have sort of like a nervous twitch when it coos or like oh, look look no away ticks. from you when it coos. <laughs> yeah. There's no tells. There's no dove ticks in the coo. <laughs> they don't have anything to hide. <laughs> Uh, uh yep. Um well, now that we talked about doves for like a minute, let's uh <laughs> let's stop talking about this damn song and talk about the next one. It's rodeo time, motherfuckers. Rodeo. And they call the thing Mexico. <laughs> and they call the thing Mexico. Wow, wow. <laughs> he sets up the uh, truest dichotomy. 
for a change, Garth has a rodeo song. Yeah. And it's maybe the worst one yet. Um, <laughs> it's barely a rodeo why. song. It's barely a rodeo song. But in to the extent that it is a rodeo song, it's the most cliched version of a of a Garth rodeo song. So the story yeah. is it, it's about a cowboy or a rodeo rider or something. I don't know. And he goes south of the border for the pesos and a different horse to ride. And he winds up having sex with a me- winds up having sex with a Mexican woman, and then he can't decide if he wants to stay in Mexico or go up to Waco to ride rodeo. Why ain't but, I running away or whatever? The yeah, first song essentially, was. yeah, from the first song. But the way that he talks about her is incredibly demeaning. Uh, the the chorus is rodeo or Mexico. They both can keep a cowboy satisfied. Rodeo or Mexico, the only way I know how to decide is to just to get on and ride. Yeah. So he's equating the woman with the horse, and he can ride the horse or ride the woman. So right. I guess he's not only fucking horses, but he views women as subhuman <laughs> animals that he just like puts a saddle on and rides around. Yeehaw. Well, you got to get from point A to point B. <laughs> <laughs> And the bus don't run down <laughs> south of the border. Um, hitch, so hitch up your buggy on your on your honey. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, the, to the extent that it's a, a, a cliched Garth rodeo song, he has the same dilemma, the same dichotomy that you referenced. Uh, he says, "You just don't tell a girl like that goodbye." But the cowboy life ain't easily forgotten, and so he's just sitting there and he's stewing, and he's th- after they quote dance all night beneath that sheet of cotton (laughs) (laughs) i think (laughs) i think you meant guisadoing (laughs) (laughs) what dance you said stewing oh that was was like 30 seconds ago (laughs) Uh, it's a delay i don't know what to tell you okay that's your excuse huh okay um it's a very good joke uh is it uh so he he just sits there and he can't decide if he's gonna leave the woman and go ride rodeo or stay with her, which is literally and what ride happens Mexico. in every yeah, it's what happens in literally every Garth rodeo song. So, but it, guess what? It's all okay because the woman was someone else's wife, probably. And Garth wakes up at knife point, and the last lines before he repeats the chorus are, "Does anybody know the Spanish word for wife?" And it's played for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Esposa, I think. (laughs) It's not hard. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and just like the way he talks about this woman, even before he equates her to riding a horse. Okay. He says, uh, English bad and broken. Her body said the words she couldn't find. As I hung Mm. on every word, she left unspoken. So wait, she doesn't talk either. <laughs> no, just English, bad and broken. So right, mm. yeah, it's just it's so like patronizing and gross. That I don't know why I said I like this. Why I said I like this album. <laughs> <laughs> there is there are a lot of weird uh, weird songs in here. Yeah, I mean B sides yeah. and covers. That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, the music is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I kind of the music for the song is kind of fun. I kind of like the the sort of yowling, the way he belts out "Rodeo" or "Mexico." That's kind of fun. Yes. 
if you <laughs> if if you don't pay attention, you could you might even enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Do you have anything else to say about this song? No. Okay, fuck this song. Uh, tell me about Don't Cross the River. Don't cross the river if you can't swim a tide. Don't try to hide living on the other side all your life. You are on your own. Okay, um, Newgrass is back. Fuck I'm yeah, assu- it is. I'm assuming this is the same group because I looked at the credits. And yeah, it was Bela the same Flex, group. Sam Bush. They got uh, yeah. Jerry Douglas on Dobro, though. He, they added him in. I don't think there's, he is. There's yeah, a more. really good Dobro solo in this. Fuck yeah, there is. It's really, really good. And there's a there's an underwhelming banjo solo on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly competent, but Bela's just like, yeah, whatever. He basically, he doesn't play any melodies. He's like, he's like the best melodic, uh, you know three finger player that exists but he doesn't play any melodies he's just he just does chords he just plays rolls back and forth and up yeah, and down he's just really phoning it in Whatever, it sounds fine. But the the Dobro, especially it happens right after the Dobro, and the Dobro solo is ultra good. Yeah. Um, Ooh, it's it is the same Dobro player from Colin Baton Rouge. Mm, yeah, Baton Rouge. Uh, there's a little girl. <laughs> She's got a broken yep. heart. Um, I I don't know what this song is about. Is like is she like a fickle woman? Is that what they're saying? I, I couldn't tell. I don't know how to synopsize this song. Um, Feel free to take I over. I would synopsize it by saying it's a poorly written song from the 70s because this is yeah. originally a song by a band called America. Um, they of the horse with no name uh, rhyme oh. with there ain't no one for to give you no pain, which is just such a well-crafted lyric. <laughs> just the, the, it. the attention to detail and the, the craft mm. that goes into that line. Uh, it's a tour de force. Yeah, so I I don't think you're really going to find coherent lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to hang on to here. So there's there's a bunch of train and river metaphors, or maybe it's literal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want, you can ride my train. And I guess... That's hot. It's, it's a, he's a conductor. You can ride the um, D-line. Soon, <laughs> straight to O Town. Yeah. Uh, soon, for <laughs> Jesus. Soon, <laughs> forget the reason that you're leaving. Lose yourself, and then sometimes, maybe even save yourself some grieving. Uh, enjambment. Mm. There's that mm. word again. Way from there's, way back in the there's first episode. That word. There's a word. There. There's a word. Yep. I've identified. Uh, it. Yeah, we're just really screeching to a halt on this album, huh? <laughs> I have <laughs> almost no notes song. on this. Great yeah. Dobro solo. The uh, I think it's an improvement on the America song because I do like the new grass style, and I think it. I mean the 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 original is just like a wash in that weird like seventies pop sensibility that uh, just has like very like overly lush. Uh, vocals and lots of reverb and just stacked up vocals that 
I mean, it's not okay, but I, I do think the new grass is a is a improvement on it. Yeah, except uh, yeah. at the end of this song, there's a fucking tambourine, and it's stupid. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't recall the, noticing there's that. just like this, like really like uh, pedantic tambourine part in the very <laughs> end. Pedantic tambourine, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> now listen as I play my pedantic tambourine. just so what do you it's like the whole point of bluegrass especially like newgrass with like the the percussive vocabulary like is just that everyone's a drum like that's sort of right. the point it's like the super you know interlocking rhythms everyone is playing these different um polyrhythms that sort of lock together and they play with these um timbres that are very percussive that's like the whole point and then there's just this when the tambourine comes in at the end, it's just like so flaccid and just like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, this is thin and runny tambourine. It's just Ew. like gross. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, now I'm really grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love me some tambourine. I love tambourine. It has no business being in a newgrass song unless it's just yeah. like a fucking baller tambourine player. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next song, I don't really have a synopsis <laughs> for prepared because my notes ran out. But this is called When You Come Back to Me Again. From Frequency. On a prayer In a song I hear your voice yeah it's the theme from the music from the from the movie frequency which really freaked me out when i was a kid i don't think i've seen that is that where uh dead dad talks for radio yes that was gotcha. the alternate working title actually yeah <laughs> uh but it involves like a serial my dead killer. dad's a dj <laughs> dead dad dj <laughs> starring tim allen ghost dad <laughs> Dead dad, ghost dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was like 14 years old when it came out. It seemed very, very creepy. Um, what is this? What is this song about? It's just like a, a really, I don't know, a really like overwrought, a, like histrionic song. Is this a worship song? I don't know. Because this is the most lousy with God song that there is. Yeah. Uh and God, somehow, you know that ship is me, the aimless ship out on the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a song about being reunited with someone in the afterlife. Because the chorus goes, Ugh. on a prayer, in a song, I hear your voice and it keeps me hanging on, raining down against the wind. I'm reaching out till we reach the circle's end when you come back to me again. And, well, that would uh, make sense. Yeah. Cause, uh, for the, for dad, the movie. Dad, radio dad, yeah. DJ dad, 
Dead Dad. Hey, this is DJ Dead Dad coming at you hot <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Very good. We got all the greatest hits from heaven. <laughs> That's applause. Uh, yeah. Well done. Um, <laughs> there, there is a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a super cheesy key change in this song. Oh boy, they he just, hasn't done that in a while. Dropped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is like maybe the most over the top sentimental ballad. This that he's is some ever done. really, really tropetastic string. Like, there's a whole orchestra in here. Yeah. Probably actually is one because yeah. it's like, you know, a movie score soundtrack song. But uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of insufferable. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's it semi sufferable. Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, uh, which fe- similarly features uh, gratuitous strings, is how I dubbed them. And our friend Frank was incensed and made fun of me for that. And <laughs> that was that song was written for the movie Armageddon. I've never seen that. I think I saw it when it came out, so that was quite a while ago. Almost 20 years ago, Cameron. Does that make you feel old? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel old. All right. I have nothing left to say about this song. Yeah, me either. That's the end of the album. Thank God. Yeah. Scarecrow. Um, How many do we have left? Just two? Two more, Cam. Oh, my God. Garth. 2014 and 2016. Oh, okay. So we have those, but then we might be doing doing uh, an Xmas episode. Yeah. Xmas special. Um, So let's... Go to the Amazon. 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 This is DJ Dad bringing you the Amazon. <laughs> DJ Dead Dad. Serving you up a review from Brandon B. <coughs> Not worth it, huh? <laughs> oh. oh, you made me really hurt my... Ow, you made me hurt my voice a lot. I did that. I almost choked on how stupid that voice is. <laughs> that actually hurt. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the top positive review is Brandon B. giving it five stars. And he says, thanks a lot. Okay. No period thanks, or anything. Just thanks th- a lot. Thanks for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> uh-huh. And then top critical review is by F. Miller, who gives it three stars and says, nice album. And he nice. or she writes, good songs, but a little too country for me. Bought it for the song, When You Come Back mm. to Me Again. Beautiful song, love it. Okay. Yeah. Not... That's the standout for them. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Okay. What's your uh, favorite song in this album? It might be uh, the Believer song. Uh, <laughs> okay. Double B, double... E double I double B double E double R. Yeah, I might I might be right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I kinda like I kinda like big money. Mm. That one's not bad too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of B double E double R U N, uh, there appears to be some controversy about this one, or at least mm. there is in the songmeanings.com web service. Let's get into um, it. We're the final judge, of course. Yes. Oh, of course we are. Yeah. Uh, we're the Garth experts now. Yeah. Uh, we're seasoned. Um, so the user New Moon writes twice double posted their comment on january 3rd 2008 classic garth okay. brooks how about he stole this from a man named todd snyder because he's a stupid hillbilly who can't write his own songs what yeah Who's todd snyder i don't know and i didn't have people time know that he's barely written any songs by himself right like he's yeah. kicking him while he's down maybe maybe i'll just do a, a quick quick little search todd snyder that's not d snyder is it Oh, what the hell? Oh, he made... Uh, he has a song called Beer Run, mm. and it also features the lyrics B-double-E-double-R-U-N, but I don't know if he makes the same pun. He probably does. Damn. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah there it is. This seems kind of damning. He says B-double-E-double-R-U-N, Beer Run, is the lyric. Yeah. Thanks for... Uh, explicating that i really needed that exegesis well he um, says beer run after after it apparently <laughs> yeah i wonder when it was recorded and written because i don't know like it it's hard to say i mean people can come up with the same idea independently says it's released 2002 well so you're <laughs> after this one yeah frequency um, yeah the, he heard he heard the song uh on the radio from todd todd now i'm looking at beer run extended edition the one with the murder at the end <laughs> <laughs> um yeah 2002 what the fuck you guys come on um anywho one last song meanies uh, for the song Wrapped Up in You. And let's see where to go. Oh, uh, there's a couple comments that I like. Penny Lane 342 writes, This song is so sweet. I want my acapella group to sing it. Oh. I, yeah. I want your acapella group to sing that too. I, I don't know. Get some uh, jajungas. <laughs> and some doo-doos. Some lot-las. A little beatboxing in there. And then finally, like the comment writes i need you like a penny needs a wishing well priceless i actually first heard this song in gym class do you believe it anyway i love it <laughs> uh, no that sounds like something you would lie <laughs> I about i don't believe it <laughs> it's the perfect lie <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect crime all right well robust discussions online as usual <laughs> well that's that's all we got pretty slim pickings yeah yeah i'm very i'm hungry I'm for really more Garth. curious yeah i'm really curious to see what happens after this hiatus yeah um, especially because i looked at the album cover for the next album and it's <sighs> completely bonkers so butch it looks like uh it's yeah it's like a butch uh midlife crisis personified yeah 
Yeah, it looks very like Hell's Angels kind of like. He looks like a biker. Well, like a wannabe biker. <laughs> okay, what does that even mean? <laughs> do you do you hold like real? Well, he's just I mean, a poser. <laughs> like, who are you to say who's a wannabe well, biker and not? No, no, he's just got like the the like shitty um, sunglasses that they're like Oakleys or something that were uh, they're like weird bug eyed things. Oh yeah, and bikers don't usually wear cowboy hats. Um, they usually wear things like leather jackets or cowboy, or I almost said cowboy helmets. Fuck, <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> helmets. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I tip my I tip my helmet to you at that one. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, and he's just got those weird, like, bug-eyed Oakley sunglasses, and he's so airbrushed. Oh, my oh, God. Boy. That's, that's ridiculous. He's, yeah, he's the so girth really of my fantasies. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I always knew he could become. Oh, it has 14 songs. Oh, no. One oh, of them's called no. Mom. Oh. One of them's what? One of them's called Mom. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, oh god! <laughs> it's right. just Mama loves well, a meow. Mama loves a meow. <laughs> just like in a loop, and it's all chopped and screwed. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's put this one in the can where it belongs, right up the can. Yeah. Let's sign off. Squeeze I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm wearing a cowboy helmet. <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt. Does anybody know the Spanish word for... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Let me try again. Take two. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And does anybody know the Spanish word for... Mm, rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Glad you took another run okay. at it. I'm Nathan Hunt, and if you want, you can ride my train. Okay. Here's a question. How do you feel about adding a different phone number to our Skype call so that we can uh, call up whoever it is uh, after Nick, we, we can call toll-free in the U.S. to get a price instantly on babywigs.com. <laughs> they can you give us a price crank- over the phone, help me you with the do- purchase process, and answer any questions. You want to do a crank call right now, is what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a... Uh, I mean, Unprecedented. I'm certainly going to cut this. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if I'll God. go through with it. Uh, hmm. Do you know how to... I, it, oh, oh no. It's working. Thank you for calling After Nick, the world's we'll largest take premium domain marketplace. If you know your party's extension, Do I know press my party's extension? Now. To speak with a sales consultant, press 2. Oh no. Uh, Cameron, it's 10 o'clock at night. I don't Thank know if I can go through After with Nick, this. The world's largest premium domain marketplace. <laughs> Cameron, I don't think I can do it. If you know your party's extension, press 1 now. Uh, to speak with a sales consultant, your, press 2. This is your, uh, your mission, bud. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, Thank right. you for calling. <laughs> 
I killed it. Okay. I chickened out. 